Welcome back to another podcast episode, the Wednesday edition of Let's Open the Bible. It's Gavin and it's Russ. How are you doing over there? Better than I deserve. Well, you, you had a lot I'm of supposed to say. That is what you're supposed to say. Somewhere somebody said something that you should say that. Hmm. You had a lot of little word quirky kind of things going on yesterday. Maybe your tongue is fixed today. Was no. it the first day with a new tongue? Is that what it was? Yeah. I, it's it's happening more and more. I'm actually slowly starting to wonder if it's age or, you know, unfortunately both of my parents have are going through some some mind issues or my mom did yeah. go through some mind issues. But I don't know. It'll it'll happen to all of us. Maybe. What what? That's not even funny. What, what, what? Uh, all right, so I'll read uh, Romans chapter 12, verse 10, after you pray. All right. Heavenly Father, we come again and again and again before your throne. It, it is just the, the most beautiful place to be, contemplating that we have a Father that loves us and calls us to uh, praise him and ask uh, good things of him. And so we come and we ask that you would be glorified in what we say and what we do, that that when we speak today, your words would come through, that we would speak that which is true, that we would um, be restrained from saying or, or thinking even anything that is in error about today's text. I pray that people would benefit from it. And by benefit, that means growing closer to you and ascribing to you the glory that is due your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So I've had several people comment about how they listen to this uh, podcast, and they've commented on the distinction uh, between you and I as I listen to it on one and a half times speed. When they listen to it on one and a half times speed, I sound like I'm talking normally, and you sound like you're talking on helium. Right. Well, that's because I, I take helium as we as we talk. Yeah, of course. All right, so Romans chapter. I just thought I'd throw that out there. I don't know why. I Slow down is what you're saying. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Usually, you're the Take economy of words guy. You're the one that just says what you mean and mean what you say, and and keep it three words. Slow down now. Here we go. Uh, verse ten. <laughs> Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love in honor, giving preference to no one. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love. All right. Where do you want to go with that? So your uh, your translation says loving one another with brotherly affection, mm -hmm. outdo one another in showing honor, which seems like a very different translation. Okay, have you done any of the the no. kind of quick word studies? I have not. Okay, well let's then just what 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 could we be getting at with all of these? Well, just looking at the, I don't even know how to pronounce this, philot. Or ghost. Philostorgos. Philostorgos, yeah. Right. Affectionate. Uh, that is the uh, in the ESV uh, with brotherly affection. Philostorgos. Yeah. Okay. So, so it's the combination of phylos and storge, right? Yeah. You would think? Yeah, it's a brotherly love. Okay. What From does that Philadelphia. mean? Philadelphia. <laughs> All right. No, that's what it is. It's Philadelphia in the Greek. Okay, so apply it to the church. This is to the church at, uh, at Rome, right? Yeah. So apply it. Well, I don't have any brothers or sisters uh, biologically, but uh, there is a relationship that I've observed between brothers and si biological brothers and sisters. Uh, there's things they know about each other because they grew up together, and there's a bond there that is unique in that relationship. 
uh, one of the things that I think gets lost in a lot of churches, and I'll just uh, speak for my experiences in the churches I've been in, there seems to be a bit of a superficiality uh, where the extent of the relationship between many of the, the uh, people in the church uh, consists of exchanging pleasantries on a Sunday morning. They're not living in community or in, in fellowship community outside the church, and so therefore they're not getting to really know one another. Uh, and I think in order to uh, be kindly affectionate, as the um, New King James push it, puts it, if we're going to be kindly affectionate to each other with brotherly love, we have to get to know, we have to make the effort to spend the time to get to know the people in the church that we're attending. Okay, so so that's kind of maybe the, the way that you achieve the goal, but let's maybe get to the goal first. Um, so because and, and let me let me put a few breaks on that. You have a friend that's closer than a brother, right? Right. And uh, and Jesus says, you know, those that do the will of, uh, of my father, uh, for whoever does the will of God is my brother and my sister and my mother, right? And so so he's kind of redefining even what it means to be to have that brotherly affection. It's it's those that are heading in the same to the same goal in the same place, mm-hmm. right? They would we, we do not believe in the universal brotherhood of man, that every single person, all of mankind is a brother. So certainly all man is worthy of dignity and respect, but not all are brothers. Those that we would call brother uh, and those that we are held to a higher standard, so those who don't take care of, uh, 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 provide for their uh family, uh, we're worse than an unbeliever. Right. Those that we are particularly responsible for, particularly responsible for in Galatians 6, um, uh, you know, we are to do not grow weary in doing good to others, especially those to, uh, in the household of faith. That would be our family, um, our spiritual family, and we are to do good to them, particularly and above and beyond respecting image all image bearers of God, which would be all mankind. All right? Next. I think that when they say brotherly love, there's an emphasis on that genuine love because um, romantic love, which I don't want to spend too much time, it often has different motives. And I think genuine love has the motive of that other person's good. Yeah, well, we talked about that yesterday. Yesterday, yeah. yeah. But it's gonna, Putting the it's gonna... needs of the other person before or the desires of the other person ahead of your own. Right. And, and so this is a pure love. Love one another with brotherly affection is really to have a pure love towards one another. To an older woman, you treat her like a mom. To a younger woman, you treat her like a sister. Pure love. To an older br- a man, he, he you treat him like you know that father figure, elder respect. To a younger uh, to a younger man, you treat him like a brother. And then okay, so brotherly affection and that type of love brings on all sorts of other things. Do you think that you could say, and and I don't even know if this is a fair question, that in your church, no one in your church, no member of your church would ever go homeless, and you can guarantee that because you're going to love them like family? I'd like to be able to say that. Right. And and so you say, in this church, listen, if you're a member of this church, you're, you're we're, we're brothers and sisters in Christ, and there's a particularly high calling, a high standard. We're to do good to everybody. Absolutely. Don't hear me say we're not to do good to everybody. We are to do good. And we're not to grow weary in doing good for all people we're you know and yet there's a particular high standard for doing uh, for helping those in the household of faith and so no one should be homeless unless unless and I, and let me put this little caveat unless it's that you love them enough to say 
I love you enough to say you are not welcome in my house for your good. That's how much we love you. And that can apply to spiritual things. That would be 1 Corinthians 5. Man, you guys are bragging about allowing this person to stay and remain with you. But you are to purge this person among, from you for the sake of the church, but even more important for the sake of the church and as importantly for the sake of that person. Yeah. So, so, but that's the brotherly love, always doing what's for their good, putting right. their needs above your own. Okay. That's the love that models uh, the love of God. Amen. He, he always, you know, he, he does what's best for us. That's Amen. Romans eight twenty eight. Yeah. Amen. And that he disciplines everyone he loves. And I know I brought that up maybe, maybe too many times, but we need to always keep that in mind. We need at times to love people enough to say no. And we need to love people enough to say yes when it hurts. So, all right, next part of it. In honor, giving preference to one another. And that goes back to, you know, the first Corinthians passage we talked about that, that, um, you know, basically it's a selfless love. It's a humility. It's a love of humility, placing the other need, others needs, Ahead of your desires. So I, I think the Bible is inerrant, inspired, perfect, and sufficient. It's perfectly worded. So I say this from a, a lack of uh, clarity from our point of view. Do you see any problem in the way that this last part could play out? Outdo one another uh, in showing honor or loving fervently, having gone before one another in honor. So like, do you, do you see any problem in how that could play out? So again, I, the Bible's perfect. Let me well, we reiterate. Per, we pervert all of God's goodness. Amen. Sometimes we twist even those words, the, the, the difficult sayings to our own destruction is what 2 Peter 3 says. Yeah. But um, but but do you see any problem in the way that that could play out? I, certainly. Okay. You want to give a, an example? Well, it could become a point of pride. You know, it could be almost a competition to outdo one another, but not for the right reasons. You know, to be able to brag or boast or whatever, it's, I did this for you, and I put myself second, and all these things. Well, the moment pride is the motive or the motivation, then humility goes out the window. It's why sometimes small groups break down, because you know Russ and Christy last week they made spaghetti, so this week we got to make lasagna, and next week we got to do this, and next week we got to, and suddenly it's it's you're you're trying to outdo one another from a place of pride. Mm-hmm. You're not leading the pack in terms of loving and submitting. You're not, you know, you want to be on that hill, that, that that city on a hill where your light so shines before men that others will see your good works. And instead of the way that that verse should go and glorify God in heaven, it's and others will see your good works. And there are a couple ways this plays out. Others will see your good works and you won't be embarrassed. Because I know some people that get in that kind of rat race of trying to outdo one another in, in things in the church. Not because they want people to go, man, Russ is awesome, but because they don't, you know, because you don't want to be embarrassed. I can't. Did you see what, you know, uh, let me use me as an example. So Julie and I are sitting there. Did you see what Russ and Christy did last week? We can't do that this week. People think we don't care. And so it's it, in order to not be ashamed, you you feel this competition. That's a bad motive. Right. Or like you said, in order to brag or boast or to, so that others will see your good works and give glory to you. That's not how the verse is finished in Scripture, and that's not how it should be finished in our heart. But sometimes there's this competition. And then there's another one where, you know, somebody gives. I'll give you two examples. Where somebody gives and helps and loves, but then they expect payback. Mm-hmm. Right. And I know, you know, I know a lot of churches that are not financially wealthy. And somebody comes into money, and they give a great big gift, but then they struggle to manage their money. And in a few months they need 
you know, that, that gifts back, but that's already gone to ministry work. And I hope God glorifying work, but then they're upset. Well, I gave the church this, you know, I mean, it's, it's this, it's this almost competition or I feel like I need paid back or I've given, so I, I deserve those are all really dangerous motives. So, so what? In, so we've talked about the negative. What should this look like positively? Do you, you see outdo one another in showing honor? What should this look like positively? Well, I think a genuine desire, first of all, is to, like I said, put someone else's desires or needs above your preferences. Um. So, so what that might look like would be, let's just say somebody sees a need in the church. Maybe, maybe it's a church that they have, they feel like there's a need for, I'll just use pew Bibles as an example, and the church can't afford to, to go spend the thousand dollars or whatever, whatever the number is to, to buy pew Bibles. So this is somebody that goes and buys pew Bibles for the benefit of the church, but does not draw attention to themselves at all. It's just a genuine donation because they they want to bless the people in the church that maybe either don't have a Bible or you know whatever the circumstance is. That's just an example. Maybe not even the best example. Okay. Um, no, that's a that's a great example. I, I was thinking along the lines of, and I'm just trying to. This is bouncing around in my head. I'm trying to think of ways that the, you know this would look well in a church, and I think one of them is that take the lowest seat. When you when you go to an yeah, event, take the lowest James, seat. James talked about. Be- yeah, because because it's teame. Uh, well, Jesus is saying this, and, and here, friend, move up higher. But yeah. the word there is teammate, which is value somebody. It's to it's to value them, consider you know, honor them, value them. Um, and I think the Bible allows us to do that even more more than ourselves. So you, you don't sit there and think. Well, this is what I deserve. Right, you I should th- be sitting in the higher place. You should should be sitting in the higher place. You take the lower place, and it's not from a place of false humility, like they better ask me to move up. And it's it's from just an understanding that, um, all the praise, honor, and glory is not ours. If, if there's any praise, honor, and glory that we would quote unquote deserve, it is only, it would only be in Christ, and then it should be directed toward Him. So we take that lowest seat genuinely. And um, so we and we give the honor, the value to the people around us. And and you'll hear this sometimes come out and say, yeah, I've heard this about so many people like Billy Graham. When they ask Billy Graham, you know, uh, you know, where he'll be in heaven. And he just talks about all of his workers being closer to the throne. You know, um, who was it? Uh, Whitfield and Wesley allegedly had, you know, they certainly had their disagreements. Uh, John Wesley and George Whitfield had their disagreements. And one time, and I've heard it both ways, and so maybe it's even an apocryphal account, but one time they asked George Whitfield, do you think you'll see Wesley in heaven? And they're asking him, do you even think he's saved? And, and Whitfield says no, and the, the alleged newspaper writer that ha- finally had his article, you know, Whitfield says Wesley's not going to be saved, and, and Whitfield says no, I don't think I'll see Wesley in heaven. He'll be too close to the throne of grace and I so far back. And I think if that's just wordplay or, you know, that's false flattery, feigned humility, I think that's all foolishness. But if it's genuinely where your heart is, you know, uh, that's a beautiful thing, and that's giving honor to other people. That's you know, I, I like it. Well, as long as you like it, I'm the standard. <laughs> Anyways, standard of something. Yeah. 
All right. Anything else you want to add? I think that's uh, that's probably good. I, I think we've uh, covered that pretty well. So why don't we uh, put a pin in it for today and then come back tomorrow and look at the next verse. Okay. Sounds good. Listener, thanks for joining. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless. <laughs>